0: Right now, for the podcast listeners only, we're offering $5 off each ticket purchased on Formula Drift website by using FD Podcast when you check out. That is FD Podcast. I don't know if you need a capital, the FD, but try it either way. So head over to FormulaDrift.com, pick up the tickets, then enter code FD Podcast, get $5 off all eight events this year. It's twenty 20th season. Head over. If you're going, save 5 bucks, Might as well. Heil Norge! Welcome to the zone. My name is Jacob Gettens. I know that was terrible, um, <laughs> but if you couldn't tell, uh, this week we are we are having a conversation with the other Norwegian driver. Actually, there's three of you guys now. Um, but I, I mean, we need to get into that. But uh, Mr. Simon Olsen, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up? Good to be here. Oh, How much? Yeah, yeah. My I know my Norwegian sucks. I I tried. I've been practicing all morning, but uh, we're getting there. You look pretty good. Outer zone does not translate super super well, so <laughs> it doesn't. What, what is it? it uh, Itresone. Yeah, itresona. You're pretty close. Itre Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Google Translate is not always the best tool, <laughs> but uh, it'll get through. So yeah. But uh, cool. Are you? You're you're back in Norway now, right? Yep. So we're back home. Have
1: been back since Monday after um, Jersey. Okay. So uh, in two days we are heading out to Gatbill. So uh, I'm not sure when this is gonna get out there, but yeah. From recording it will... day, it's only two days till Gatbill. so that's the next thing up right now.
0: Yeah, and as somebody, I, I mean, we'll we'll start this off. So I think we I think we we set the the groundwork here, um, just so everybody knows. So you and I worked together last year. Yep. Um, I helped with a bunch of your media stuff, and I got the opportunity last year to come to Norway to go to Gatbil, Um, Man, what an insane time. Like, I think that's one of those, if you're into drifting, if you're into even just the party scene, mm-hmm. that is, that's a bucket list event for sure. Absolutely. I, uh,
1: like, I always tell people that uh, Gatbil is kind of my happy place, my paradise. Uh, that's what got me into drifting and cars in general. So, uh so that's where I kind of have my kind of vacation. It's it's a little bit of work and it's a hassle to get there because of you need to pack everything and you need to take the bus, take that to uh, the DMV to make it uh, road legal. You need to do all the tires and throughout the weekend of Gatville, you run through pretty much 40 tires if the car runs good. Mm. So th- there's a lot of uh, planning getting into a weekend like that but when you're just when you are getting there and you are there and you're good to go, that's the best. Uh, it's the best time.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild and it's interesting how I would say that festival and like some of the content that's come out of it has really changed a lot of stuff in American drifting too. Like you know, just even the we've seen like the layout of like grip cars and drift cars on the track at the same time. That's starting to come over to festivals here. Um, obviously. You know, we've seen drivers from the U.S. come over to drive. Uh, Vaughn's been over. Mm. Uh, I know I'm missing a bunch of them, but like it's it's wild. Like it is, it's a crazy. And and how late you guys party, I think, is <laughs> probably one of the funniest things. Like it's like three, four in the morning, and people are still going. Like like it like the sun just went down.
1: Yeah, there, there's some of them that's party pretty hard but uh i would say it's a good time it's a friendly event you're just there's no necessary big competitions going on so every, it's just hot laps doing uh yeah. ride-alongs and uh just having a blast and you're there with a bunch of friends and yeah that that's what's so good about it in my opinion
0: but definitely the, the party is fun as as well yeah it is <laughs> the 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 uh the one competition, though, is the Super 3 battle. Yeah. Which is like a completely different take than, I guess, what most people are used to in, in a drifting competition. Yeah, it's... Uh,
1: you're three cars in a row, and you're trying to make it as easy as possible for the car in, in the back of you. Uh, so uh, last year, it was Team RYMAX, uh with uh, Ole Morten Davanger and Joachim Haugnes, where... Uh, Joachim was up front, uh, Ole in the middle, and me in the back. And the guy in the front has always tried to make the the line as wide as possible and not try to make too much smoke. Because if you produce a lot of smoke as the lead car, you make it hard for the, the chase cars. So mm-hmm. it, it's a strategic thing and also a lot of fun. But uh yeah, it's it's not a very what can I say, important um, competition. But we are competitors, all of us, so we always want to win, though. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. They, they do stuff like that uh, throughout some events, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I just like the idea of it being, the, you know, the idea being, like, getting three cars as close as possible. I know there's a few different events in the U.S. that are doing stuff like that now, too, but it's like, I don't know, it's just, I think it's just a different way to approach the sport, right? like we're always we're always especially with FD like talking about speed and like getting away from guys or throwing like nasty angle and things like that whereas this is about teamwork and like precision in a different way plus it helps too that like the corner you guys do it on is is massive like it's this huge basically 180 turn so makes it makes it a little bit I wouldn't say easier, but it gives you a bit more time to really get the cars in each other's pocket.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty long turn, and also uh, like you said, it's maybe it's the layout itself that makes it so cool, but also f- for us as competitors uh, or, yeah, competitors uh, doing, for example, FD is uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Here, it's just a bunch of friends having a lot of fun. It's It's like I've never been to Gridlife or Hyperfest or anything like that, but I could just imagine it's kind of the same, having mm. kind of a break and just play around with cars instead of being super focused all the time, uh, watching the data and uh, live stream to see who you're up against and try to find out what you should do uh, if you meet uh, this or that person, whatever. Gatbill is just pure fun and... Uh, that, that, that's the thing I like about it because I sometimes you need a break throughout the season, and uh, then kind of
0: gap bill and stuff like that is kind of my small break. Well, I think too, like being able to see you drive in a couple of different conditions now, that like the relaxation part of it is kind of the key for your driving. And we've talked to a lot of drivers about this, and like you know, the mental game keeps coming up over and over again, but like the best I've seen you drive in a Supra, it was, was there, was in Norway. Uh, and this is nothing against, you know, what you did in the USA with, with the Supra, but there was a lot more stress at FD with the Supra mm. than there was in Europe with it. Um, so, I, 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 it kind of shows me at least that like that relaxation, that not having to worry about shit is so key to, to driving well.
1: Absolutely. I, uh, I I think to be a good driver, you have to focus on just driving. And mm-hmm. that's the thing with the uh, field suspension race team that I'm a part of now. Uh, just being able to focus more than less just the driving aspect of it. Uh, competitiveness in it is er- Everything is way better now. I don't have to organize a lot of people, Uh, I do still have to get my flight tickets, of course, but not for five people or six or seven or how many we are. Uh, Hotels, food, uh, make the car, get to the next event. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did get a lot of help uh, from the guys with it, but coming, if you break it down, I was the one that was responsible for all that. and. Just to get that out of my shoulders, uh, I think that truly helped a lot as uh, to grow as a driver.
0: Specifically yeah, not, in FD, you're not having to worry about uh, finding a spot to dump the gray water tank in Florida no. and you know burying <laughs> the rig, right? Oh, uh, you heard that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I, it, I, stuff I, like that.
1: Just don't have to focus on stuff like that. Is uh, it's very good. It's very good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well let's uh let's let's go back. How does how does, you know, young Simon Olsen, you know, from a tiny little town in Norway, because it's it's what, Lily Sand, like I mean it's not even that, it's even smaller than that, really. Mm. Cause you're, like the actual village that you're in is off to the side. But like, how did you get into this sport?
1: Uh, I've tried to figure out The main reason for it. But uh, my uncle had a shop uh, back in the days, a custom shop. They did absolutely everything with cars. You could kind of have it uh, similar to Pimp My Ride. They did absolutely everything from mounting TVs inside, custom paint jobs, uh, air suspension, Lamborghini doors, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Just absolutely everything. So me and my cousin were at the same age. So uh, as long as it was a family-friendly event, he also took me to all of those kind, uh, all of those uh, cars events and car meets and stuff like that. And uh, I just remember my one of my first car meets. Uh, it was uh, a couple of hours out from where we live. and it was a candy blue. Toyota Mark IV Supra, uh, without a bonnet on it uh, okay. to show off the engine bay, and I just remember uh, the the um, the purple uh, camshaft gears from HKS uh, okay. at that time. That was the the big thing, and I, I was at this time I was probably eight or nine years old, maybe. So uh, it, it's a while, but. And after that car meet was done, that specific Supra drove out to a roundabout and did a couple of um, donuts. And I was just like, I want to do that. And that. That was the coolest thing ever. And uh, my uncle had a lot of cars and it was always uh, a thing to do a burnout with them and produce smoke uh, and all that. So I, I think it started from there. And then... Um, yeah, you have the Fast and Furious movies, Tokyo Drift. Uh, i always been into um, car games like Need for Speed, uh, mm-hmm. Assetto Corsa, Live for Speed, for example. All of those um, uh, games. Been playing around with all of that. Uh, grown up doing uh, quads in the forest, making our own trails out there with uh, my friends back home here uh, locally. Uh, but it was always the uh, happy moment when was the snow ca- came down, because then you could slide around. And then we got a little bit older, uh, went to Gatville to the festival, but not as competitors, just uh, you know the people His I'm fans. talking about. Yeah, the oh, fans. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All of my friends just wanted to party and uh, drink all day and nights, but I was more interested in watching uh, drifting. So I packed my chair and uh, a a small cooler and went up to the track and was sitting there whole day just watching cars after cars and passing and passing. And sometimes my friends was up there and I told them uh, that one day I'm going to be out here driving my own car and be one of the best on this in drifting and uh, yeah I think we're starting to get there
0: <laughs> well I, I mean I, I obviously podium in New Jersey is a, a very very good place to start So yeah, minus every I mean everything else that you've accomplished back home as well like that um, I, I, I don't think people realize how tough the competition is in Norway the fact that there's three Norwegian drivers in FD should give you an indication of how good the driving is over there
1: Yeah, and Norway is a very small uh, have have very small population. I think we're only like just above five million people in the whole country. That's like a medium town, yeah, a medium (laughs) big town uh, or city in US. And that we have three Norwegian drivers in a small series like FD, Uh, and all three of us uh, are competitive. I I think that says a lot about uh, Norwegian drifters, and there's a bunch more that really could do really good in F D and series like drift masters as well. There we al- already have a couple of them. Uh, so yeah, motorsport is a big thing uh,
0: uh, over here. <laughs> Clearly, do you, do yeah. you th- like do you give that? Do do you think the reason is you know things like. The availability of ice drifting or even, you know, field drifting that that allows people to do that all year? I'm not sure. Uh, there's not so much uh, field drifting. It's more, ice drifting
1: is kind of popular, though. You could have whatever car you want. You don't need more than basically 100 horsepower to slide around there, depending on the tires you want to do. Uh, but I- I'm not sure. I we, we do have Gatbill. Gatbill is so familiar with uh, their the regular guy in the street uh, over here so it's like everyone knows about it and if you Mm -hmm. are interested in cars you you have been to Gatville or you at least have heard of it and you know what it is and maybe that uh, attracts people to do more drifting and just 10 years I've been there uh, it's grown a lot since then so I just
0: think people get their eyes up for it and want to do the same thing. It's just yeah. There's so much aware. I think because the population is not huge, and you have so many incredible drivers that come out of there, it becomes like a, a common name. Like I didn't realize until I was there, like how big Frederick Osbo was. Where you know the the I don't know if it's quite to this level, but like he's a he's a household name. Even mm. if you're not into drifting, you know who he is. Yep. And I mean, I would I would almost put him at that like Dale Earnhardt level in America where. Yeah even if you didn't like NASCAR, you knew who Dale Earnhardt was. That's how Osbo is in Norway, mm. where I would like talk to people and, you know, I'd say, oh, I'm here for for drifting. I, I I remember talking to somebody at one of the stores and they they were kind of like, oh, you're not from here. I'm like, no, no, not even a little bit. But what are you here for? Oh, drifting. I'm like, oh, Frederick Osbo. Yeah. And like, that was the connection that was made. I was yes. like, I'm like, oh, do you watch it? They're like, no, not at all. I'm like, but <laughs> you know who that is. So it is interesting to see how the sport has gotten so big there. And I, I mean, with that note, how how big of shoes do you feel like you've got to fill in with something like that? Where where the name Frederick Osbo is so synonymous with drifting. And then, you know, even you and Ula, where like now you are, are kind of following in that shadow. Well, he has
1: more, what can I say? Like he, he has walked... Our, our path. Uh, right. And now it's our time to like try to follow him. He is the most winning uh, guy in FD history, as far as I know. Um, yep. So it's like, yes, of course, uh, he's the one you want to beat. He is the champion. He's a free time champion as long as, uh, or uh, as same as uh, Fosberg and also Dean. Yep. Uh, but being a fellow Norwegian, he is kind of the man I want to want to beat specifically just because we are coming from the same country. Uh, we have yeah, it's just comes down to that he has been my idol. He's been my inspiration to get to FD because he did it. Uh, so not too much pressure. It's just that I want to show myself that I could do it too kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but I know there's been some doubters uh, that uh, I wasn't good enough for pro in FD, and uh, it, it, for me that just gives me a little bit more. Huh, watch me, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been hard. It's not. It's it's very hard to do it because there's a lot of things you need to sort out. You need to have a car. You need to have a good team. And you need to be willing to sacrifice a lot of spare time with friends and family, traveling uh, and all this. So it's not just you got to be good to be, you need to be more than just a driver, if you get me. So a little bit pressure, but for most of it, I'm doing my own thing. And uh, it's kind of the same thing, but I want to do it my way.
0: That's a that's a good point. I think that's a a good way of going about it too. That like you know you want to rise to the level that he set, but mm. you don't necessarily want to follow the same path to get there, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you guys have a lot of similarities. You know, both um, driving Mark IV Supras. Um, you know, you obviously both coming from Norway, both coming from very small towns in Norway. It's not like either of you are are from Oslo or, or any. I mean, really, that's that, that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. But yeah, you've you've kind of done it in different different paths, right? Mm.
1: Yeah, and so. also he has been around a uh, way longer time than I have. So uh, one way of calling him old, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he will hear this, but he, he knows mm. it. No, but seriously, uh, he he he's very. What can I say? He he's very settled here. He has his thing and. Uh, we are now having the backing from Audi and field suspension. And I have yeah. never driven a V8 before this, and uh, it suits me quite well, uh, in my opinion. So uh, that's a little bit what I talk about doing our my, my own thing and going my way, but I, at the same time, still achieve the same thing that he and
0: many other guys has done. How, how difficult was that choice in signing up with Odie? Because, I mean, obviously, right now, sitting back, it seems like the obvious choice. But at the time, you know, you're, you're kind of giving up the, the, you know, driver, team manager, you know, running my own program kind of role, which I know is something you very much enjoyed and enjoyed the fact that you're like, oh, this is my team. So how difficult was that choice to then go, okay, I'm going to drive for somebody else now?
1: Uh, Yeah, it it, it wasn't a hard choice, but I took a little bit pride in that we did my, if you could call it my team, uh, Mm. with uh, my friends from home. It was, we was literally just a bunch of friends trying to do as good as we could in one of the greatest series ever of drifting. Um, So for me, it was a, a lot of fun that we actually was my friends that was helping me back home. It was the same guys coming over. Uh, Matthias that built the car uh, and all of that. It, it was it, it was kind of the same. We did the same thing just in a different country and in a different series. So I took a little bit pride in that, uh, having a full Norwegian team. I think that was pretty cool, but it wasn't necessarily my dream to do it with my own team, my dream is to win FD and of course, try to be one of the greatest of all time. And as I, in my, or how can I put this? Like, I I only just wanted to be the driver of the team, not necessarily Mm. being the manager or things like that, but that was the way I had to do it to get there. And I when when we heard of the opportunity to coming on board with Odie, uh I had a phone call with him and we figure out like this is how it's going to work and I went a couple of rounds with myself and I asked the guys what sh- what do you think uh, uh and I asked them and they all uh said or at least what they told me though but uh <laughs> was that that was the thing we all was working for. We wanted to be in that position that where I could like be more competitive, uh, maybe, and also like eventually having a good seating, like for example, Arsenal or uh, let's say Chelsea or uh, some right. of the big names. Like in those kind of position, that's my kind of dream position to get to one day eventually.
0: It's just you know both of those. Guys did everything they could as a solo driver, yep. and then eventually got the opportunity to jump on with a larger team, and then just move towards a, a driving role. Yeah.
1: So hmm. that that that's that, that's my dream. Like I I, I want to climb the ladder. I want to start on the bottom and work my way up. Uh, so it was. It, our intention was to start in Pro Two. But then mm. ProSpec came around and uh, changed up some stuff that we was hard for us because we already had the car. Uh, yeah. So we worked out a solution where we could just jump into Pro. Uh, and that's how that worked out. So, yeah. Besides of not doing Pro2 or uh, Spec at all, uh, I always was interested in climbing the full ladder and learn all the basic stuff before you are... Jumping on top
0: and trying to be uh, the best. Yeah, and I, I think people kind of looking from the outside in. and be like, oh, you know, because your your first year was was okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't incredible, but like it was it was decent. You yep. um, did get Rookie of the Year, which is now your Wi-Fi password. So that <laughs> that's obviously quite huge. Um, nothing like reminding yourself every time you have to <laughs> to log in to check your emails. Uh, but then the second year. You know, you did. Was it fourth in Utah? So yeah. that that alone, I think, people one people forget about. Um, but two, that for me from the outside in was like, oh shit! Like he's got it. There's something here. When the when the stars align, when everything goes well, that driver is here. And then obviously now with New Jersey and and taking second, that solidifies it um i i i always talk about like you know once is a mistake uh twice is a coincidence um and three times is now a trend and yeah. and i go to three times because of your accomplishments back in in norwegian drift championship and doing quite well there doing well in in super 3 like it's it's very easy for i guess the american crowd to kind of look at and be like okay wh- why why is this guy here um, and I think a lot of those conversations just stopped. Um, so that's that's got to be a, a nice feeling in, in some regard.
1: Yeah, for me, that was absolutely a huge uh, achievement for me. Uh, it's been one of my biggest dreams since I heard of FT and started following FT for 11, 12 years. Uh, who knows how many years ago? Uh, one of those carbon trophies has always been uh, the big thing for me. And of course, um, the overall championship, uh, having a podium there, hopefully a first place someday. But also, it, it, it was just, you know, been working so hard uh, for the, the two and a half seasons I've been in FD. And I never thought that... Uh, trophy would come the first year because there's so many new things coming into play. I didn't know any of the drivers, the driving styles. I've seen them on uh, the live stream and stuff like that. I've seen all the tracks, but I've never been there. I have never mm-hmm. actually been dri- driving with my competitors. So I don't, it's like... Certain drivers, you can tell he has a different style and he normally goes like this or that. So you're kind of familiar with how you would adapt to them. I was starting, I'm getting there a little by little, but uh, the first year was like, everything's brand new. Like there's so much we need to learn and take notes from all this. And then second year will probably be a little bit better, but then... Yeah, we had some gremlins with the car and uh, stuff like that. So now the third year, I have a lot of more data from myself. I know the tracks. I started to know all all my competitors uh, a little bit more. So it's easier to know what to expect when you're going against someone. And yeah, I feel like me and... um, uh me and Jones are pretty good on that because we have been running a couple of times together this year. so it's like you know how hard you can push and it's like all, all of those things uh makes it a little bit easier eventually uh with time. so I, I think that's a big part of uh the second place, but also the all all the incredible help from the team, uh how much knowledge they have on those cars is just insane.
0: Yeah, because you by jumping on with Odie, you now get the knowledge of not just obviously one of the best setup cars in drifting period. Mm. I mean, I don't think anybody can really argue about that, but also his insane knowledge of of other drivers, um also like you know, Amy being, you know, I think she's one spotter of the year, at least once, if not twice, like her knowledge. And then the whole crew, like that's the part that I think people forget about is that you're, when you're starting, everything is new. It's, it's a blank sheet of paper. You get to come in now halfway through a book that's already written and have all that info and be like, okay, cool. I don't have to learn that stuff. I don't have to worry about that stuff someone's just going to tell me, hey, this is the way this guy drives, this is what he normally does, and then you can just get behind the wheel and go. Yeah,
1: it's... Uh, the, the the biggest thing where I see a big difference from when we used the Supra compared to now the S14.9 is that the, the setup we do get from Otis Notes from last year and his opinion on how the setup uh, should be is like, for me, close to... I would say like 97% perfect from the first um, from the first practice run. Okay, And then it goes just down to my own small preferences. Like I just need a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. And then we work our way through that. But most of the time it's kind of spot on. Like from, I think it was Long Beach, my first event I did with the car. I didn't change anything. I just um, adjusted tire pressure throughout the day where it was cold or hot or what I needed for uh, qualifying or um, yeah, uh, top 16 or uh, top 32. Throughout there, it was only tire pressure. I did not adjust anything else. But now I learned the car a little bit more. I trust the car a little bit more. So we're starting to play around and I I want to get some knowledge as well out of it. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> starting to work
0: out really well. So as somebody who grew up in North America, at least my entire life, um, even for me, the first few times I went to the US, it was like a, a small culture shock. <laughs> um, how big? Big of a difference is America from Norway for somebody who's never realized the the, the changeover. Uh, for me, it's definitely
1: the the humidity in most of the uh, <laughs> places we go to. Uh, right. For example, Orlando, Jersey is pretty humid too. Uh, St. Louis, stupid hot as well. Yeah. Uh California is very. It's a little more humid than it is back in Norway, at least where I'm come from. But uh, I, I would say California is pretty, pretty close to what we have. So I would say the the climate and the weather, way warmer. Uh, the Sun is higher up, gets darker really much earlier over at your guys' place. But that's pretty much it. Like the everything is bigger, though, like the roads <laughs> are bigger uh everything is that's just down the street is always twenty five minutes away, yeah uh, from what I'm used to and it, when it's just down the street it's five minutes so er- everything's so much bigger longer distances um yeah that that's kinda it for me like i I like it over there, but you know I'm very home caring so I've always said that someday I'm going to move to America, but after spending a lot of time over there, it's it's nice to visit, but it's always nice to get back home to what you're familiar with.
0: Yeah, and you're uh, you're a big family guy. I mean, I think, you know, uh, your dad, it's funny, your dad and I have had a bunch of conversations, but yeah. uh, he, last year, I think, came out to almost every round, if not, I think he missed one. Um this year, he's been out to a bunch as well. But it was funny because I'd be like, oh, are you You know, are you know, coming at next round? No, 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 I'm going to stay home. I'd stay home. Yeah. And then Osborne, like, you know, the next event, I'd see him like, I thought you were staying home. He's like, well, I moved some things around. I'm here now. Yeah. Um, I, one of the coolest things to me, especially with New Jersey, is that your, your mom was there. Um, and she's only been to a couple of events. But did that have any play in your head during that event, like knowing that your mom was right there?
1: I I try not to think about it, but maybe without me knowing it does affect me in a way. Uh, Mm. But yeah, I like, I I love my family and uh, it's always nice when they are around. Uh, My dad uh, runs the family business back home, so it's kind of limited on how much time he could take off. But last year he made it work pretty well. I think it was to six out of eight events. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Jersey having my mom and my sister there, uh, that was their second event. So, uh, it's, it's always special to have family or friends around, but, uh, I, I, I'm just trying to do what I'm supposed to do. Um, doing my best out on track and try to be staying hydrated and, uh, get the sleep I need and just focus on the race weekend and not try to f- think of who's on the grandstand or
0: whatever but it, it it gives you a good feeling of course it does i i mean i think honestly the the support ranges like it, it definitely goes past just your mom and your dad and your and your sister oh, yeah. um i'd like to present example a yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> For anybody listening at home, this is a very large book with 2022 and Simon's photo on it. But this, can you explain to me what this is, what I'm holding here? So, uh, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my aunt uh,
1: did uh, way back in the days. she did a lot of uh, like uh, photo albums of uh, when we had like family events, when we've mm. like, gathered the whole family. Mm. She took a lot of pictures. It was video film or filming. Made uh, DVDs out of it and stuff like that. And I'm not sure why she did start with it because I didn't thought that she was so much into drifting. And she's, I'm not sure if she still is, but she has made two of those uh, from 21 and 22. And uh, if I know her correctly now, she's in good work of making 23 as well. But that's just a photo book that my aunt has made on her spare time, uh, taking, uh, following me and my friends on social medias like Facebook, Instagram. Oh yeah, it's all, I should
0: just, I should just flip yeah. through it while you explain it because it's yeah. so good. It's so it, big. It, it's too. pretty
1: good. It's awesome actually. So <laughs> she have taken out screenshots out of all the um, live streams. Uh, stuff that's gone out on the social medias on my channels and also FD channels. Uh, every podium, uh, every time, every bracket. Uh, yeah, you can see everything. A lot of this is from the live stream that she is sitting down and screenshotting all of those photos. So it's, it's pretty sick. And I think all the way in the back. Uh, if you put it up all the way in the back it's all the happy birthday wishes from FD and stuff like that and also all the drivers yeah oh wow so that's also all the drivers of the season that spin in that specific season so it's it's a it's an awesome memory to have that is crazy yeah
0: Um, it's 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 wild I don't know if I've I've ever put that much time into anything there's a Um,
1: lot of time into that
0: a lot It's uh it's nuts. I mean, that's I think having that much family support and just like the support of friends and um I mean I would definitely want to give shouts out to the team, Matthias and Jan and Mats, and I know I'm I know I'm Anders, of course, um, who's still your spotter. Yep. Um hey, can you can you explain, I guess, like the benefit of having another Norwegian on the team? Cause like you could have Easily, just just run with all of of Odie's crew and did the season that way. But you decide to keep Anders on, who has uh, is, is been your friend for what feels like forever.
1: Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. I don't. I, I think that me and ours only have known each other for four years or something. Is that it? Uh, oh man, yeah.
0: but, the way you guys uh, the way you guys talk, it sounds like you grew like literally were born next to each other. Yeah,
1: we are. We are like brothers uh, for sure. We always have a good time. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, he's one of the best. Um, We actually met on Gathbill as well. So that's where stuff like that happens. But uh, Hmm. yeah, having a Norwegian spotter is nice. Uh, Absolutely could work on uh, with someone that speaks English as well. But uh, just having a spotter that knows my capability to drive and knows how to push me in the right direction, knows what to say. Not, like, uh, just say, if, if I do suck, like, you suck and that's it. <laughs> like, he, he, he knows how to push me. He knows mm. how to uh, sweet talk to me if he needs to do that. Uh, but it, it's stuff like that. Like, that th- th- he knows me personally. And I think that's a good advantage to have in a spar that knows your cap. What do you say? Uh, capability. Capability. Thank you. That's a tough one. Yeah. It's all good.
0: <laughs> So, uh, so
1: that just that he knows all this stuff, uh, I I think that do help a lot. But also, Matt's um, that is my spotter um, back here in Norway as well. When he has the opportunity to come and join, uh, he, they, they're the same. Like they, they know exactly what I could do, and they mm-hmm. never ask more than what they are feel that they could and just the way they talk to me in specific ways like they never scream on the radio because that stresses me out so it's it's just all those kind of things and they have a good uh, overwatch they've been drifting themselves for many years as well so it's just it's nice to have someone that knows the situation on how it feels sitting in the car and being the, the the driver though
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess just having that personal connection with a spotter can make a massive difference, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's a lot more than just the knowledge of of the drivers and the track. It's it's how to communicate and understand how you're feeling and, and what mood you're in and mm. and how you need to be more or less talked to or dealt with sometimes. Yep. yep. Yeah.
1: For sure. So, so do you sometimes you do need a pep talk, and I, I do get that. It's uh yeah. It, it's it come
0: comes down to what's what's necessary. Mm. So, do you think North Americans have it wrong with the truck and trailer situation, and more of them should be looking for old Greyhound buses? Uh, you're thinking of uh, my bus back home. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking of.
1: Uh well, no, uh, the 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 things back or over there is. Very much nice and all that, but the tires blows up all the time. Uh, We don't have a problem with that on our buses back home, but yeah, the bus is cool. Uh, There's a lot of people that like that one. Um, I I think it's the best thing ever. We do get everything we need to take with us for um, events or uh, races, but uh, I'm not sure. What's the best? Yeah. Uh, I've had uh, a toter and I've had the bus. Uh, so it's like every everyone is good in their way and they're kind of bad in their same on some areas as well. So I, I think I think it's a fifty fifty. But for for America, maybe a toter home uh, is better. But for American roads, no, sorry, European roads, uh, the bus would more than enough because the roads back here wouldn't allow a big toter like, like you see over there.
0: I, I could not imagine trying to drive to your dad's shop with a toter home and like no. <laughs> that, that road, that road with, with a toter would be incredibly difficult. Yeah. But, but yeah. there are, uh, coming
1: in and out trucks that, uh, gets to the, Gets to the company to deliver stuff and all that, so it mm-hmm. does work. But yeah, like you said, I I I wouldn't be comfortable driving a toter on those kind of
0: roads. Speaking speaking of your dad's company, what is your favorite uh, line of garage doors that they currently make? Is there like one that you're like, oh, this is this is the one that should go on every house? <sighs> no, so I'm a carpenter.
1: Um, Besides of uh, being in the family business, uh, so that's what my education is. Uh, so I I see it a little bit differently. Uh, depending on the house, I mm. it's come down to what suits the house the best. So I don't have a specific uh, garage door I really like because it comes into play with how. What the rest of the house and the yard and everything looks like. So it's hard to pick one choice, but I do like the old uh, the old ones where it's actually is wood uh, garage doors instead of uh, the uh, aluminum garage doors that we do have now. Mm. But it's, it's not so much service and uh, maintains um, doesn't require that much maintains to have them nice. So,
0: mm.
1: but. Yeah, it's hard to tell, but yeah, I
0: really like the golden oak ones. Those are pretty cool. (laughs) So that's, I guess, that more or less explains what you're up to in between events is getting your fingers full of splinters and smelling like cedar half the day. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't be cedar, would it? It'd be mostly pine? Yeah, we do have a lot of cedar
1: wood as well because uh, we also make... um, uh, panels for houses and uh, summer houses uh, from Cedar gotcha so it's a little bit of everything but uh, the garage door itself is like 95 percent aluminum these days
0: hmm well I mean I, I I guess I understand there is something there is something about it like a nice wood finished properly stained garage door though. yeah it is it
1: yeah. is
0: <laughs> so how how much did uh, Pikachu have to do with your growing up like how?
1: <laughs> well i guess it was a lot because i have a tattoo tattoo of her right here so yeah no uh pikachu yeah i guess you're talking to my mom then
0: a little bit or maybe it was me telling you i mean the tattoo is a dead giveaway but it definitely prompted me to ask a few questions while your mom was in yeah detail. no i was
1: a uh, very big Pokemon fan, uh, in my earlier days, and, uh, my fantasy friend was Pikachu, mm. so that's where everything comes together, and, uh, Pikachu was with me all over when I was, uh, I'm not sure how young I was, maybe three, four, maybe you know better than me, <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, he was, uh, always with me, uh, all over, so, um, now I w- I want to have a memory of that and just remember from my earlier days. So now Pikachu is still with me all
0: over again. I, I, don't uh, where I, I go, he- I heard it. Uh, it got to the point where your mom had to set a place at the table for Pikachu, yeah. and there was always a- an extra car seat in the car for Pikachu. Yep. She apparently once almost closed the door on him, and you threw a very large fit. So yep, it yeah. was uh, it was a serious friend. You can tell. I, yeah, very serious. I I can't say much. I had, I had imaginary friends too, but uh, it's yeah. it's just interesting how uh, how prominent it was when when you were a kid. So yeah, no, uh, yeah. Th- the fantasy was there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, I think we. I, think, I mean, if I could have a Pokemon now, I would definitely do. That. I had kids that are kind of like Pokemon, but not quite the same. No. Uh,
1: I, it's um, it's many years since I watched Pokemon, but uh, it's it's something special. I do like it. Uh, so uh, and Pokemon cards are now pretty expensive as yeah. well. So I guess there's something there. But yeah, it's it's just a nice memory from my earlier days, and all my tattoos has some meaning
0: in some way. So it's just a part of it. My my goal now is to have people come up and bring you like little Pokemon stickers at events and stuff. So <laughs> if uh, if you are listening to this you are coming to an event, yeah. uh, Simon will be very happy to sign your Pikachu. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So what what has when you know, your second year you partnered with Jonathan Hurst, what what did you learn the most from Mr. Cash?
1: Oof. The, the honest one, or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take any of them at this point. Uh, well, uh, no. It, being on the road with Jonathan was... It was a blast, to be honest. But he, he he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy, for sure. <laughs> uh, I just remember all the tools in one bag. Like, if you needed a 14 millimeter, it was like you had to get down there and you search through everything. It was like... It, it, it was a show it was a show but no Jonathan is my uh, my best friend uh, it's always a good time with him and uh, yeah it was a lot of fun but if, the, if there's one thing I would say and this is probably the honest one that's just to don't care about the car just put the rear to the wall and floor it and Talk yourself good. Like, I was always like, Yeah, we're going to go out there and see what we can do and do our best. And John is the opposite. Like, he's like, I'm going to out- go out there and kill it. I'm just going to be the best and I'm going to win practice. I'm going to win everything. Uh, just, um, yeah, the one that uh, just go out there, don't care, just drive and do your absolutely best and try to, if you have the mentality of winning practice, I, f- I think. Don't door people all the way around and make <laughs> sketchy uh, situations. But if you have the mentality that you are the best, I think you will be the best.
0: How, how long did it take you to finally accept that Chili's was a good restaurant?
1: That was until uh, I think that was uh, in Atlanta this year that we finally took our time to go there. And <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's, but, uh, I, I, no, yeah, it's not Longhorn Steakhouse, but no, it's not Longhorn. Longhorn <laughs> is the best. Longhorn or uh,
0: uh, Outback, those are pretty. Outback, good. yeah, right, yeah. Bloomin' and onion and then you know New York Strip and a cold beer is pretty, uh, pretty good. I have all that, but uh, what what is it uh, that we normally have? Um, you guys get like the baseball sirloin, no veggies, just potato. Yeah, potatoes and a lot of barbecue and, uh, yeah,
1: some seasons and uh, steamed broccoli. That's my favorite. Ah, steamed broccoli. Gotcha.
0: And a a big glass of chocolate milk?
1: Uh, Not for a steak, though, but
0: uh, every every morning I have chocolate milk. Yes. Hey, everybody. Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code podcast23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. So anything you can find on that website, use podcast23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20%. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code. Save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done. But then head over, shopfd.com. Use podcast23. We'll see you guys out there. I think one of the, the coolest things that I learned in my short time in Norway is that your tap water is basically the best water in the world. Is it is it Evian or Dasani? What what company is it that pulls their Voss. bottled water? Voss, that's Voss. it.
1: Yeah, Voss is, uh, I think it's only like 35 minutes from our house, like the, the original water. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm not going to put it out there because I'm not sure, but I think Norway has one of the cleanest um, waters uh, in our sink and yeah, on tap.
0: You guys so, just start bottling it and bringing it over. We'll just yeah, you, know. you can make some decent money on it. Yeah, yeah. Just Probably. start filling your baggage. Yeah, fill yeah. your luggage just full of like refilled bottled waters, <laughs> like Norwegian tap water. Still, yeah, maybe, still better than yeah. Maybe that could pay for some of the FD experience. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> just do that. Let's just we'll just you know we'll start up a, a company importing water from Norway. I'm sure yep. that's completely legal and there'll be no problems with that whatsoever. Uh, don't think about it. <laughs> so what i guess we we talked about like affording fd it's it's obviously not a, a cheap venture um obviously your your family is has helped out quite a lot what what's that situation like now um you know you we we, we talked to uh oh my god i now i'm forgetting his name the the guy who just won pro Two. Oh, i feel terrible i just talked to him too but he uh... was he he explained in, in his podcast that he basically signed a contract with his family saying that he has four years to make it and, and make this a career. Damn. Where does your, I guess, like what's your situation like and what's your plan to, to try and do something similar? Uh, it's, well... Uh The plan Cole is Roberts. to win Sorry, Cole yeah. Roberts I've heard yeah. I, I his name Okay, there I feel better Go on no, Sorry he, to he was
1: killing it In uh, Jersey actually I uh, love the look of the car And he drove Absolutely badass So Yeah Shout out to you Yeah, but, um, yeah Cool Yep yeah, Uh No w- What it looks like it's, it's no plan It's just Or I guess the plan is To be the champion one day Or that's at least the goal Um Financially, I've tried to just take year by year, and uh, like it's really expensive building a car back in Norway, ship it over, having to fly over all of my guys from Norway. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it's been two hectic and very expensive years, but we back home we have the mentality that this is our dream. And, uh, I do have a lot of, uh, support from the family that really also now lives and breeds drifting all the time. Everything we do is around drifting. Every family dinner we have, we talk about drifting. Uh, so it, it, it means a lot to the whole family now. And, um, yeah, without the family, I would never ever in this situation, having the experience of uh, traveling the world, uh, specifically under COVID as well, when my uh, FT experience started, um, so very grateful for that. But yeah, we definitely are uh, on the on the hunt for some sponsorship to get this going for a longer period of time, though. But uh, yeah, family has been helping a lot.
0: Hmm. It's, yeah, it's tough. Like, obviously, you know, it's not a cheap sport. I think, you know, making the decision to drive with Odie probably has, you know, I, I don't know, obviously, the the financials of it, but like, there there must have been some thought about, okay, here's what we're paying for flights, here's what we're paying for cars and for Toter and everything else, or we take whatever that price is, and then we look at like, okay, this is a ready-to-go setup, we don't have to worry about these things, Um, and, and I'm sure that plays some factor into it, but obviously it would be nice to sign with a company that could be title and then help cover those costs with Odie's team. So is there, is there like one in particular that you would love to sign? Like if, if, if you could just, just pick any company in the world and be like, Hey, this is who I'd like my title sponsor to be. Um, who, who would you pick? that's
1: uh i actually never thought about that in that in that way
0: uh water <laughs> yeah was
1: water or yeah. <laughs> having a a Norwegian company that was interested in this and having some interest in being promoted in u s of course that would probably be a little bit easier to i I mean if you're gonna have a title sponsor, you gotta give something back at least so. It it yeah. it would be very good if it interfered somehow with drifting or cars uh, related, but I, I don't have a one specific brand or company that I would like. But yeah, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never <laughs> thought of that actually. So
0: uh, yeah, well, the, the the hard part is just you know having that that marriage of of Norway and USA, right? Because mm. obvi- it'd be it'd be incredible if if it could cover, you know, both sides and blanket sides and and be able to to do all of it. But there's mm. always the difficulty of, you know, okay, they need to be able to work here and they need to be able to work there. Um, we even see with like Frederick Osbo, you know, signing two different tire deals, which is mm. interesting. You know, Kenda Norway yep. is now his tire in Norway, mm. uh, and then obviously he's over with Nitto in the USA. So like, there's certain things with with that that that, that you can do. You know, you you're rocking. Feel as the title here, and then, um, you know, a lot of Rymax logos in Norway, so mm. there, there's obviously a bit more of a hurdle when you have two locations that you're working mm. out of, yes. Uh, and also, it's like
1: hard to for us that, like most of you guys heard now, I do have a regular <laughs> nine to five job when I get back <laughs> home from FD, yeah. Uh, so doing other things specifically in U.S. outside of FD is kind of hard. It cost me a lot because it takes time off from work. Uh, and also, like, I'm home caring, though, but it, it, it's hard to do a lot of, and being in the country for too many uh, days uh, uh, for events, so it's kind of hard to give back to someone when you don't have, when you don't know where, uh, now that I'm with Audi, for example, I don't manage the cars, so I'm not sure where the cars will be at all times uh, mm. to give back to sponsor. If you're gonna have a test day with them or a track day with a company or something, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of other ways to work that out, but. In Europe, uh, it's nothing compared to the sponsor market that you guys have in U.S. And that's also, we are not familiar with that over here. So it's like super new to me to work with sponsors and try to find sponsors and deliver to sponsors. But that's a part of uh, the learning curve. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we are working constantly with it, but... Uh, yeah, it, it's it's. I do see some problems being fortunes because travel and distance and stuff like that, for sure.
0: Yeah, it. I think that's something you know. I I always try and talk about, obviously, like difficult things to talk about or that nobody mm-hmm. talks about, and and the sponsorship and the money side of it is like the most taboo part yeah. of racing. Which which I mean. Maybe, if I was a driver, I wouldn't want to talk about it more, but I don't you know, hey, that's not me. i'm the I'm the yeah. guy who gets paid to talk about stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's I don't think a lot of people realize how maybe cutthroat the sponsorship industry is in the u s and how different it is than it is in Europe. And the expectations are so much higher. And in the u s, there's so much more that people can pick from, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many racetracks, there's so many different series. Like you know we're very focused in on drifting, but go look at how many dirt track races are running every weekend, yeah. or how many drag races are you know events are running every weekend, or whatever, pick any type of racing, even the weird shit like that like mud like swamp bogging stuff that's got tons of money into it right yeah. like in in europe you know you you have a lot of racing, but the saturation isn't the same as it is in in the u s no. And uh, yeah, it's weird. As long as you're
1: not into go kart or Formula One in Europe, it's like mm-hmm. you don't. They don't care. It's not sponsors. Mm. It's uh, it, It's hard. Uh, it's a very different way of operating stuff uh, in Europe compared to US. But sorry, uh, it, it's. Um, no, it's 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 odd. I I'm not sure uh, why or why it's so much bigger over in US though. But
0: it's definitely a a big difference for us. Mm-hmm. So, getting off the the hard topics, let's let's get back to some fun stuff here. Um, <laughs> okay. Obviously, you, uh, Utah is a track you're you know you did quite well at. Mm-hmm. Do you think with this new chassis setup, with with everything being different? That you'll be just as comfortable getting back on that that layout.
1: Yeah, I do think so. I, I like the car a lot. It's very easy to drive, and it's I I truly think the whole car itself uh, is better than uh, than what my Supra was. I we me and my team didn't have the full knowledge to get a proper setup. Uh, now, with the help from Odie and all the other guys on the team, it's completely different. Uh, so I really think that we could be as confident as we was, uh in Utah again and some other tracks. But uh, yeah, we, we will have to say I take race by race, but <clears throat> now kind of the focus is on St. Louis. But I, I, I truly do. I truly think uh, we could uh, pull it off once again, still in uh, I, S14. I,
0: I think St. Louis plays a little bit better to the V8s, um, mm. in my opinion, because of the massive changes in speed. Yeah. Like Anytime we have those huge slowdowns, the V8s seem to do better because they can just kind of grunt their way yeah. out of the corner, whereas with you know the 2Js, even with anti-lag or nitrous or anything else, you still have a bit of lag or delay mm-hmm. time that you need to either keep the car spooled up for or the RPMs up. So Mm. do you have, I guess, like a little bit more hope that St. Louis will be better than years previous?
1: Yeah, I truly think the St. Louis layout will uh, suit both my driving style and also the car itself. Like, I know there's a lot of hate on St. Louis, Mm -hmm. uh, the track itself, the track layout. Uh, But I'm... uh, (laughs) It feels like I'm always the guy that's like, no, when someone hates on a track, that's kind of track where I, what I like mm. because we don't have those big ovals back home in Europe or Norway or whatever. So the small tracks like, for example, Jersey, St. Louis, uh, at, at least those two reminds me very much of the home tracks where things goes a little bit slower, but a little bit more technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I, I like that. And I like that aspect of the, uh, the high speed and then drastic, uh, break breakdowns and then full commitment, uh, going into next turn again and slow speed again and so on. So, but I, I do think we could do good in St. Louis, uh, specifically our, or specifically specifically after New Jersey as well, but uh, the car will handle the track way better than the, the 2J would because it's so much easier to get the power down to the ground and give get some traction.
0: Do, do you think with, with all the VA driving you would ever swap all the cars over, or are you just no. too obsessed with the sound?
1: No, I'm, I'm too obsessed of 2Js. Uh, it, it's not just the inline-6 turbo engines, it's specifically 2Js. It's my mm. favorite engine. I've had that in all my drift cars since I started with drifting. Uh, and I'm not a good mechanic myself, specifically not engine mechanic, but is, is there an engine I at least could work with? It's the <laughs> 2J. So... Uh, but uh, I think the 2J has a little bit more passion for, like, Gatbill stuff or uh, mm. grid life, uh, things like that. But uh, for, for a competition like FDI, I definitely see a big advantage of having uh, a big V8, for sure.
0: Just that low-down grunt, like being able to kind of have power no matter where you are, right? <sighs> so. Brad Dan would kill me if I say this out
1: loud, but... uh, That's fine.
0: (laughs) I don't even even think he listens to this. It's fine. Uh,
1: Yeah, he he is. But uh, no, it's like, it's just easier. There's so so much less things that going on at the same time. You don't have to very focus on clutching and revving, keeping the rev up or uh, yeah, stuff like that. It's just throttle or no throttle or you clutch when you need to clutch and you break if you have to break when you what I feel when you're running a 2j you, you do all this at the same time mm. so uh it's it's way more comfortable and easier so maybe that's also a little bit uh, comes down to the result that we have this season compared to the others
0: just less going on in the car less to worry about less foot movement like everyone
1: asked me it was is the S19.5 or sorry S14.9 uh yeah. so much better than the Supra and i i truly think the Supra is a great chassis and has a lot of potential but I would need some help to develop it. You can see Ospo, he has a lot of knowledge uh also with help from Steph and the rest of the team, they've proven that the car is proven mm. so it's it's definitely something there, but I just myself doesn't have the knowledge to get that proper setup so with the like I said again, with the, all the help from the team of suspension. The, the the Nissan frees me a little bit better. But it's it's so much more than just the car. It's like the stress level of myself, the knowledge of the team. Uh we have now way more experience uh on the tracks. We know how it goes around. Like first time I showed up to FDA I didn't know where Will was or what it was and i didn't know right. who to talk to stuff like yeah. that so just having all that sorted out makes life so much easier
0: yeah not a, not a lot of experience riding lime scooters or anything else so no. i'm sure it was all a, yeah. a learning curve yep <laughs> uh thankfully you landed in grass with that experience oh uh, yeah, yeah 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 i remember that <laughs> No, uh, d-
1: don't do those. It's uh, dangerous.
0: Yeah, it's a trap. They will <laughs> yeah. they'll <will> cause problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I think all of those little things are what add up to being better. Right? We we've talked about the mindset and taking things off your plate and just being a driver. But everything from not having to worry about picking up tickets to not having to worry about you know where this thing is coming from or that thing is coming from or you know whatever, all makes it easier. Do do you Mm. find now you're doing less to, I guess, take your mind off things or doing more? I I know you very much enjoyed going to like get a massage and stuff like that before. Are you doing that more now because you have more time to do it? Or are you doing it less because you don't feel like you need to? I definitely feel I do it less. Uh, I I feel there's a lot of less things going on. Like I
1: come in a little bit later to the events. Mm-hmm. Uh, where team takes care of a lot more uh, but I, I do like to get my hands dirty and help out if I have time or if there's something that I could help with if there's nothing I could help with I feel that I just are in in the way of the other guys <laughs> uh, so if, if, if there's something I could help with I would love to help but if there's not I would just try to stay away and do some other stuff like watch some live streams from the year before or uh, talk to my spotter or just having the mindset going for the weekend. But I always love to help out if there's something I could do. But like I said, if, if, if there's not, and it's working on cars and stuff, I just say, Hey, I will be over here. Let me know if you need me or, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that It works way better that way. But the stress level itself uh, this year has been so much better. Uh, makes it easier for me to take care of the European program. Uh, makes it easier to stay focused when I'm back at work and actually be at work. Uh, also try to hang out with friends back home in the in the time off in between races, it's uh, way easier now that you don't have to focus too much on logistics and stuff like that.
0: How, how much driving do you have booked this year in Europe? Like, uh, is, there, is there any other rounds that you're doing or other stuff going on? Uh, so we did uh, the Norwegian Drift Championship uh, was only one round this year.
1: Um, so we did that, got a second place there. Uh, then we have our first Gatbill event, uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, that's, uh, four days of drifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the late, uh, Gatbill events in September. And then we have Iron Drift King in Germany. So you are doing that? Yeah, we are. Damn. So, uh, we have done that, uh, two other years before and mm-hmm. I really like the venue. It's super cool. It's uh, a lot of cool drivers that you normally don't meet because, yeah, I don't run drift masters. Uh, so it's cool to meet a lot of uh, other drivers throughout the whole Europe and uh, go drifting with them. It's uh, it's a pretty cool experience.
0: So yeah, I think
1: that leaves us within total of twelve events, and we have maybe. One extra, bless you. Ah, thank you. Uh, I, I think we might have one extra, um, one extra event that we have just have an uh, open spot for uh, for now, but we will okay. see. So, in total, twelve full events, weekends of drifting a year. That's without
0: ice drifting. Yeah, which is like a whole other. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
1: then we try every weekend uh, for as long as possible in the winter time from new yeah. years to mid march or something
0: yeah that that honestly that trip that that we took with jonathan one him yeah. in norway was was one of the funniest things i've ever experienced in my life because he was just the biggest fish out of water yeah. and <laughs> just every everything that happened to him was just mind blowing and it was yeah. it was great but that uh, even with the tires that we had i know we didn't get a chance to get to like the big studded tires i could not believe how close to road that felt, mm. like how similar it was, but without the expense and without the, the difficulty. And besides Jonathan breaking basically everything, like the cars didn't break because of the grip. Uh, no. They just broke because he jumped into snowbanks. Yeah. <laughs> Which was funny because he, the whole weekend he's like, Jacob, you better not break this car. And I didn't break anything all weekend. And he nope. blew an engine he like blew a rat out. Like, he, <laughs> what did you call him? Jonathan Crashers. Dr- Crashers. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan Crashers. <laughs> oh, he's gonna kill me. Yeah. I got to. I got to. I got to run away from him in. Uh, oh, in St. It's Louis. so good.
1: It was. It was a blast. No, uh, ice good. drifting is. Um, it's very identical to real, or what can I say, real life drifting. I mean, like pavement asphalt, drifting. Payment drifting. Yeah. Uh, it, it, for me, it's um, a thing in between rain and dry uh, mm-hmm. drifting. Because, yeah, you you are on the ice, but the studs help you so much. But you will never get the fully dry feeling. But also the weird things with uh, studded tires is like, the more angle you put to the car, the more it hooks up. Mm-hmm. Compared to when you do regular... Uh, pavement drifting it's like the more angle you put the more it slides uh depending on the setup of course though but just overall in general uh on the ice uh it's almost impossible to do a backy with the big studded tires that we normally use because it's so much angle and it's very low horsepower cars but uh yeah it's a lot of fun and we try i at least try to don't care too much about the cars and get some really good tandem battles. But um, yeah, it's it's a very good, very good practice and uh, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. And if anybody has any opportunity, no matter where in the world to go do it, I cannot stress enough just how much cheap seat time you can get and how how oh my god, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely, agree. yeah. It, I did an absolute blast. Even though, like, like I said, I'm not a great driver. I've I've made that quite clear. Like that's you not did. my expertise. Did good. I did okay. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. I'm good at like. I kept saying to you guys, "Like, hey, if you just want to like chase somebody slow and practice that, get behind me because yeah. that's that's how you." Got. <laughs> no, I got doored. I got doored a few times though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, you did awesome. So yeah, it was no, a lot of fun
1: having you guys over there.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think we do it again for mm. sure. I I would like to to make that trip out again. As much as I wanted to be at at Bill this year, I I just couldn't couldn't make it work. It it would have been great again, but we are, uh, we are too busy. Uh, we, it's a, that's an issue. It's yep. it's a problem. We're just too busy, with people. Yep. But um, so we we talked about obviously like moving to the to the S chassis. Where's where's the other Supra now? And I think what's interesting too before we get to that is that you basically have identical supras and, and like massive shouts out to matthias who if you've ever taken a good look at either one of those supras those are some of the best built cars i've ever seen they're they're like that dude's brain works so differently hmm. in building cars like everything's accessible anyways i'm just i know i know he's listening and i want to make sure he gets a, a shout oh, out cuz they,
1: they are going to listen to this
0: i know they will yeah. yeah i know jan's jan's just waiting for me to mention something hey yeah. jan don't don't buy guitars unless you actually know how to play them. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, <laughs> there's like ten people who get that joke. Yeah, but all of them are laughing really it, hard it's right good, now. It's good for us, though. It's good for us, yeah, yeah. And I know I'm not going to see him for a while, so he can't attack me. Um, where where is the the other other Supra right now? Uh, the FD Supra or... Yeah, the FD one. Yeah. I mean, the, the other one's probably somewhere halfway up a bus right now. But yeah, yeah,
1: you're, you're yeah. not wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so uh, the FD Supra that we had uh, for my two first seasons of FD uh, is now um, located at the Red Dance Shop down in Florida. <clears throat> so he was nice enough to let us... Uh, have some things over there. Uh, after a season, we went to, um, a- after 22 season, we went to Florida to, uh, sort out the car, uh, rebuild the engines. He built two f- new, fresh two J's for the car, uh, one for the car and one spare. Uh, matthias and Young flew over, was there for three and a half week or something to, um, to refresh the whole car they took the, everything down to the bare was, chassis because we had crazy yeah yeah uh because we had some uh car gremlins uh throughout the season so we want to just fully refresh absolutely everything of the car uh so they did and uh, when everything was pretty much uh, done locked up and uh, good to go uh Then things with field suspension worked out, so now it's just waiting to be used, but when that's going to happen, I'm not sure, Uh, because Mm. my budget uh, for the season doesn't allow me to do much outside of FT over in the States, so... Mm -hmm. We will see what we're going to do with it, if we're going to sell it, depending on what we're going to do for next year. Uh, so um, we, we, we will see. But for now, it's uh, staying at the Dan shop and it's uh, 110% good to go. Uh, fresh engine uh, and the whole car is just uh, refreshed. So it was, it, it is 100% ready to go for another FD season. But uh,
0: mm. we will see. <clears throat> Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, it could be one of those, uh, you know, sell that to pay for another year or, you know, try and go back to that chassis if you don't want to do another year with feel or, I mean, even potentially let somebody rent it out or something like that. I think you got a few different options, right?
1: Yeah, we we have been playing with some ideas. Uh, I already have a buyer on it if I'm going to sell it. Wow. uh it was a guy that just asked me straight up what I wanted for the car and I named the price and uh, he said uh if you're going to sell it I'm the first person you're gonna call so uh so, wow. so, okay. so we will see we will see but um I I, I don't want to take any uh, rushed uh, uh solution or uh, calls on what to do with the car. Uh, mm-hmm. it's there right now I have the trailer uh have the tools have the equipment I have absolutely everything I need the only thing I don't have is a truck to hold the trailer mm-hmm. but as long as I can get a truck I have the full setup to do another FT season on my own again if it comes to that
0: I think there's a few I think America has a few trucks it yeah, should, be should be yeah. fine we should be fine yeah <laughs> and yeah, it's, that's- it's in Florida as
1: well so maybe I could get a lifted one as well
0: 100% yeah with like that big lean right yeah like, yeah I uh, yeah. forgot about
1: that yeah, yeah and the, you, gotta, you have, and have the to have speakers
0: on the outside as well of, of course because yeah. everybody needs to know what your musical choices are yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I don't think it's suitable for my music uh, to have speakers on outside but
0: <laughs> you never know maybe, uh, maybe people will be into it
1: Jan would probably like it
0: yeah, I think, yeah, There, there is nothing that Jan enjoyed more than forcing you guys to listen to his music, so... No, he he yeah. liked that.
1: <laughs> Although Jan and I had
0: a very, very similar music taste, so it worked out well. Yeah, you too. For are... me, it was fun. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, any, like, I guess, anything else coming up this year you want to talk about? Like, is there any big changes that you've got going on or kind of just more of the same and keep winning?
1: Uh, well, uh... I, I think we had a good start of the season. Absolutely. I think it shows on the results as uh, well. Uh, everything with the new team works out super good for me. I'm super stoked and honored to be on a team like Field Suspension. Um, I, I, I really like it there. I really like absolutely everything. Uh, we have team meetings and I try to be like, is there something I could say? Is there something that could be better? But to be honest, I, I and this is completely honest, I love the whole team. Everything is super good uh, from my perspective, mm-hmm. all times. So uh, really, uh, really enjoy my time there and uh, I, I think it shows. We now are sitting fifth in the championship uh, after New Jersey. That's and crazy. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Uh, wild thing just to think of, uh, in my opinion. So uh, that we actually have a chance to be uh, in hunt for a podium overall in the championship is just insanity. It's uh, (laughs) nothing I would ever allow myself to think of uh, in a third season of FD.
0: How, How did it feel beating Odie in his own chassis? Like, what? The, I, actually, I think Victoria from Vital Focus released a video yeah. recently. I, you saw it. We're yeah, like, that's the you look, it was such a good shot. Yeah. But it's it's you and Odie both uh, shot kind of through and you can see both of your reactions. And, like, you seemed genuinely shocked with it too. Yeah. But, like, what went through your head in that moment? Because I I asked Odie about it and I want to wait till he's on the show to get him to explain. Because yeah. I don't want to ruin that because it's such a good statement. But from your perspective, how was it?
1: So, uh, just take it back from the start, uh, me and Odie, I went over to Odie before I went in the car and just said, Hey, let's put on a show and, uh, let's have some fun. And that was pretty much it. And we have the same cars. It kind of drives the same way. Uh, I truly think Odie is a little bit more aggressive than me. So, and, and it's Odie, you know, you have to give it 110%. Mm percent And that's also the good thing that I know that I can trust him enough to give it 110%. So I, I think he draw uh, how do you say that? Draw out the best of me or made me... Look, brought, yeah, 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 brought out the best in you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and from on there when we, we got that win I was like if we could take out Odie and we made it happen maybe this could go all the way. Yeah. Uh, but the the reaction was uh, a mix of i thought that i put down some mistakes uh, on the table I, I have no chance to see how he did in my chase so right uh, <laughs> now i'm seeing it like I, I think it was um, i think it was the right call uh, of course but at that time you, you didn't know and uh, my spotter was uh, andres was also very eager at the moment because we was like in top 8 going against our uh, teammates and uh, our our dad that we call him. Yeah, yeah, uh, track dad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just overall, um, when we were so eager, and Andres was uh, saying to me on the radio, like, "Damn, Simon, that was a good run," but I- I'm not sure if we have this one. I was like, oh, "I don't yeah. want to <laughs> hear anything. I want Matt Sofa to point on me or Ode or do a one more time thing." Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear anything after that.
0: I just need to know. Yeah. So I
1: just unplugged it and I was waiting and I was <laughs> starting to let myself down because I was like, oh well, we're in the top eight. It's Odie. It's okay to lose for your teammates. Uh, I do wish him the best. I, I hate being uh, meeting him in top eight. I would rather it to be the final so we both could get some serious good points. Yeah. Uh, But like, I was starting to let myself down. I like start to acknowledge that we lost. And, but I I wanted to win so much and I I was feeling very comfortable in the car as well. So it was like, if we do could get a podium, I know this is my chance. Like, I, I feel that we could do this. But then Anders told me like, Hey, sorry, Simon, I don't think we have this one. I was like. Well, that was that, and okay, yeah. next time it's always the next time. And I tried to be positive, but then when Matt Sofa points at me, I was like, "Are you sure?" Like,
0: was, <laughs> like double check. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it, it was just a mix of, of course, beating uh, one of the best in the um, in the whole FD, um, and one of the guys you've been looking up to uh, for a long time. Then actually. Having the identical cars and having the, uh <laughs> say? the pleasure of beating him in one of mm-hmm. his own cars—that it's just we ha- we have the uh, exact same tools—and uh, then being the better driver at that event on that track that day, it was a good feeling and a, a big confident booster for me as. Uh, how- Underdog. That's how I look at myself, at least. So, it it was a big achievement just to get the win uh, over Odi uh, in the in that uh, top eight battle.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think anytime like beating, I would, I, I guess, like not your boss, but like obviously, you know, you you look at something like F one, and when you can beat somebody in the same equipment, right? Like it's the same car essentially. I'm sure there's a couple yep. of minor differences, but like that's that's huge. And and then at a course like New Jersey, where it's very technical, mm. you know, there's there's a lot that's going on, although people are like, ah, oh, it's only like two corners. Like, that comes down to, like, who the better precision driver is. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm I'm sure it's got to be such a mixed emotion feeling. Although, being at the podium, he was, like, like, he had, like, the proud dad face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could just see it. He's just sitting there, and he's, like... Kind of doing when I was like, that's my boy. So Mm. (laughs) I I don't, obviously he's not mad or upset. I'm sure he would prefer to have won as, as anybody would. But yeah, he was, it was, it was neat. Actually, he hit me when I was there and he's like, Hey, he's doing a podcast soon. Right. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've been um, waiting
1: for this moment. All of us.
0: I know. I know. It's, it's. This was this is this, this episode I was very excited for just because of, you know, you and I being friends, so it works works out a little bit better. And Absolutely. the fact that your mom was like willing to help me out with it. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess oh. she is not the only one. And no, I, I, no, I know my friends. I know yeah, my there's friends. A few people. I mean I messaged a few people. I talked to, you know, Freddie. Freddie uh not Osmo, the our 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 yeah, buddy, the announcer, Freddie. Yep. Freddie G. So he uh, I hit him up. I talked to a couple different people, so it awesome. was uh it was good, so um, I guess uh what's up after this you're you're going back uh back to the shop to pack up, get ready uh yes, that's pretty much it uh
1: it's only the rest of the night because we are a couple of hours ahead of you guys yeah. uh so it's uh now uh gonna have uh dinner with Moss and uh, his fiance. Nice. Uh, and then it's straight back to the shop and pack up things, uh, do some tires, um, fuel up, make sure that everything is good to go, that you have all the equipment. Um am very uh, known of uh, forgetting things. <laughs> so, uh, so I called in uh, some extra help to have a couple of extra eyes and some hands uh, extra to help out. Nice.
0: So, is Ivan coming with you again?
1: Yep. Ivan nice. is coming with me. When is this podcast getting out? After uh, bill?
0: next, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so uh, I have uh, my—I um, would love to yeah. say little brother. Uh, yes. So he turned eighteen uh, just a couple of days ago. So he is actually, without him knowing, is going to drive the A90 on gas bill for his first time. No so, way! Yeah. So that's oh. uh, going to post that on uh, my socials, but uh, that's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Oh that's so cool. Yeah. Oh that gets me so stoked.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: he's such a good kid too. That's that he's and he's, he's one a of those phenomenal driver. I, I was just going to say so like good. that's one of those people that I would I would I could see easily doing very very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just even seeing him just ice drifting and then, you know, watching videos and and other stuff of like his ability is mm-hmm. is crazy and and for his age he drives with so much maturity. Like he's very yeah. smart behind the wheel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't doesn't push too hard. Um, yeah, that's that's so funny. He's yeah. such a good kid too. I love that guy. Yeah. He, he he's he's been
1: learning the right way. In in my opinion, though, he started mm-hmm. with my uh, my i Supra. Mm-hmm. He, I bet he has five times more seat time in that car than I have. So huh. uh, he's ripping that uh, like nothing. He's uh, he's so good, and he he's been working his way up and started with him drifting now as well and super good and to be 18 years old and just legally in Norway just allowed to uh, take the driver's license as well. So, uh, is that what it is? 18?
0: Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, he has been only driven legal on the street for four days or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, it, it, it's cool. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a cool yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's that's gonna be awesome. Yep. Well, I I hope the the trip goes well. Make sure to order an extra svel for me. Those those little fairy pancakes are yeah, incredible. Yeah, I will. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I'm waiting for a photo. I want a a photo of one with like my name written on it or something. And then uh, the uh, the party potatoes. I don't know what they're called, but the fact that you guys eat baked potatoes at festivals just blew my mind. But uh,
1: those are pretty sick, though. They they're are really good. Really good.
0: After a couple of drinks, man, there's nothing nothing better than a baked potato with like cheese and corn <laughs> on it. I didn't believe so, it, right.
1: <laughs> it, it it's, it's good. Um, yeah, it's a uh, very common festival uh, food over there. So um, yeah, yeah, uh, those are really good.
0: Well, I can I can say I'm very much um, looking forward to seeing the the vlog that comes out for for your uh, second place. Um, that's that's gonna be nuts. I think you've got you've got a vlog that like no one talks about that, that mm-hmm. really, like I'll make sure to link it down in the show notes because it it provides such a good insight of what, what this is like for you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, some, some shameless plug, like obviously I helped out with the stuff from last year too, but like the, the Utah one from last year, I think was probably one of the coolest ones. So yeah. if you guys do want more drifting content in your life, um, I would say, I mean, start from the beginning, but the Utah one from last year was probably my favorite. Yeah, it's it's a good one. There are some pretty good
1: reactions in there as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I'm I'm happy um, you're not swearing on the live stream anymore. Yeah, I no, was...
1: I've stopped doing that. I was <laughs> caught up in the moment. <laughs> uh, did <laughs> you what? Know
0: what? Yeah. Did, did your mom give you shit when when you swore on the live stream? I, I don't uh, n- none of uh, the guys back
1: home noticed that, I think. I have never got <laughs> anything of it, so uh That's I good. think I was good.
0: But uh, oh, yeah,
1: uh, you know when you're learning another language, the first uh, words you learn is swearing. So of course, I just think it's naturally a thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad, not on live television.
0: Oof. Uh well, I, your your interviews have gotten better. Uh, you're not I hope swearing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I'm sure it's weird. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have to take an interview in a in a language that's not the one you speak the most. No, it's second language, but uh, yeah, it's a part of the work, and uh, I love being here, so uh, thank you for having me yeah, yeah dude i'm I'm like I said, I'm super happy we got to do this um for anybody listening, make sure to check the the show notes we We always leave links to the driver's socials there. So I'll leave all that. Maybe I should leave your Snapchat in there too. I don't know if you need more Snapchat followers, but... Nah,
1: Snapchat is a little bit too private. You need yeah, to get Snapchat yeah. first. And, I'm uh, you, not you, getting
0: you, Snapchat. You have no. to. So no, you can I don't
1: see all to. the
0: dumb things I do back home. <laughs> Listen, I've experienced enough of the dumb things that you do. <laughs> okay, I don't need okay. to see it every day. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to it. I know you got a lot of packing and stuff to do. Um, yep. Try not to forget anything. Try not to be late. Uh, I'm sure you'll be okay. <laughs> I will do my best. Cool. And uh, for everybody listening or watching at home, thank you so much. Um, if you are listening, make sure to watch because I flipped through that book a little bit. I'll see how we can get that into the reels to, to show some of these pages. Um, anything else from you or are you all good? No, uh, thanks for having me on, and uh,
1: thanks to the fans uh, listening to this. And uh, if you guys have any questions for me, uh, shoot me a DM in Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, would love to help out if there's anything that you guys wondering on. And uh, thanks for following.
0: Yeah, well, thanks again, everybody, for listening and/or watching. Uh, if you like this episode, make sure to share it. Um, go ice drifting if you can. Make sure to follow Simon. All that stuff. Uh, yeah, for everybody that, uh, for everybody back in Norway, thank you guys, thank you everybody for the support. Um, I actually see how many Norwegian listeners we have, so that's always kind of cool, and I, I, like, I know I can name like 10 of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have but, some friends uh, over there. I know, I know, and that's, I, I very much want to go back. I, I very, very, very much want to go back. I have to, I have to, yeah. so I'll try and plan something. Maybe maybe a different gap build this year, one later in the year. Maybe I'll make it out to Iron Drift King. I don't know. That would be That'd awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. That one, that one, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. We do. That. So yeah, maybe, maybe FD needs an ambassador or something to go there. I'll talk to <laughs> Ryan and be like, listen, you should send an FD representative. to we Shim. <laughs> well, Ryan
1: was down there last year. So maybe some someone else has to do it this year.
0: I, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I think I'm willing to, to I I think I'm willing to do that. It's a, it's a big ask, but I'm, I'm sure I could fit it in. <laughs>
1: yeah. We, we, we'll, we'll have a talk with him. Yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah
0: we'll, 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 we'll have a chat. chat. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Simon. Thanks for everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you, guys. Oh, oh no. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. Oh. Oh, go. Go. oh, no.